Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast, presented by Canon Press. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks for joining me today. Today, I thought I would address the everyday topic of stress and flexibility. And everyone has stress. We just moved. So we have been packing and putting things in storage and moving things out to our daughter and son-in-law's apartment while we're building a house. It's very low key. It was it was very low key, especially compared to those of you who just moved across the country with a bunch of kids. This is just the two of us. Very simple. But sure there was stress. There's always stress in many, many circumstances, all kinds of circumstances. And it's clear that God wants us to stay even keel as we sail through sort of troubled waters or rough waters or maybe white waters, depending on your circumstances. We need to learn how to handle stress no matter what age we are. If you're a teenager, there's teenager level stress. If you're in your 20s or your 40s or your little old lady, there will be stress. And this is a feature. It's not a defect. And we need to learn how to cope with it and not just cope, but excel and to read the story we're in that how are we supposed to handle stress? Are we going to be a little heap, a little puddle in the corner needing everyone to cluster around and comfort us? Or are we going to just learn how to steward it and guide it and respond to it wisely? The world might suggest that you just blow off some steam to take the pressure off, maybe at work, handling the stress at work, just let someone have it. But obviously that's not fruitful and neither does it even work because then you're going to have the stress of sin that you have to confess and put right. Or you might think you are being spiritual by just clamping down a lid on the pressure instead. That's not dealing with it, right? Just pushing it down, uh, clamping a lid on it is not dealing with it in a wise or fruitful way because sooner or later, the lid is going to blow and what comes out will get all over everyone. And that will be unkind and unloving and entirely unfruitful. So of course, there has to be a better way. Stress can come from looking at your calendar and you've just put too many things packed in too many things in one day or one week or one month. Or it can come as you anticipate something that you're concerned about. It might be dental surgery or other kind of surgery, hospital visit. It might be a visit with difficult in-laws or a drive across the country or a financial deadline or a job evaluation. The list can go on indefinitely, and we want to handle each situation in a wise way and be prepared in advance for what's coming. So fill in the blank as I talk about stress with whatever thing is tempting you to be stressed out right now, or stressed out, I've mentioned before, is sin. Being stressed out is sin, but stress is not sin. So we want to acknowledge that stress is there. It's actually a good and healthy part of life. 
but we don't want to be stressed out people. That's when we give way to it in an ungodly way. Without stress, we would just be soft and flabby, not getting much opportunity to work our faith muscles. So you got sick unexpectedly. But isn't it always unexpectedly? And now you're missing work. And you're getting behind. Not only do you feel terrible, but you're annoyed at everyone who's not making it better. Or you've been waiting for something for a long time and it just got postponed again. Or you told the kids to do a job while you were out and when you got home, they were goofing around. So you and your children are all still becoming the person that you're called to be. And if we're living beings, we are going to have stress. Stress is one of the things that God uses to produce character. And so learn to handle it wisely and Christianly. First, you can prepare for it. For those things that are on the calendar, you can prepare for it. You can pray in advance that you'll ride it out. You'll be calm and thoughtful and not reacting, but acting. And because we're to be practicing Christians every day of our lives, then we should prepare for the stressful times by rejoicing every day the way God wants us to, thanking God every day for all he has for us, reading his word every day, confessing our sins every day, and learning with all the little tiny bumps and bothers to handle them in a godly Christian way. It's just a short list of basic Christian living. Living faithfully in the everyday is the best way to prepare for difficulties because this keeps us in shape. We're not stiff and sore, but flexible and strong, able to carry some weight. And surely, after carrying some weight and carrying more weight, sure we'll be stiff and sore. It's a good sign. It's not a bad sign. It means we're alive. (laughs) We haven't been being carried around in a litter, but we've been walking on our own two feet, spiritually speaking, and trusting the Lord and thanking God in the little difficulties so that we are prepared to thank him in the big ones. How we're going to be able to rejoice suddenly in a tough day is by learning how to rejoice him in the easy days. And if you can't rejoice in the Lord in those easy days, you're not going to do well. Another way to prepare is to pray preventatively. That means in advance. If you see the difficulty on the calendar, then be praying now. Um, If you have to go to the hospital and you know it's coming tomorrow, be praying now that you'll be tough cheerful, not taking anything out on your doctor or your nurse, but trusting the Lord for all things. And when things don't go as you like, your first inclination should be to give thanks. And if you practice these things daily, you will be used to it and it will become your reflex. And of course, when you forget and you realize you've been moody and grumpy, then confess your sin. Get back in the joy of the Lord in the midst of the difficulty and carry on. Don't stall out. Don't freeze up. Develop a genuine, cheerful spirit. And that means as each difficulty arises, you meet it with joy. You say, thank you, Lord. You're steering me. You're guiding me. You are making these decisions in advance. And I rejoice in you because you never change. And this is a supernatural joy. It's not a fake joy. Did you fall off your bike, spiritually speaking? Hop back up, shake it off, get back on. 
Of course, I've tried to practice this over the years, sometimes with more success than others. And God has been more than faithful to meet me whenever I look at, up, whenever I look to Him. Sometimes it's a word of encouragement from one of my kids, like, oh, come on, Mom, this is just a speed bump, my son said to me wisely one time. <laughs> and I've never forgotten that. It's like, exactly, there's a, there's a word someone gives me. It's not petting me, patting me on the head. Oh, Mom, so sorry. It's like, come on, Mom, you can do this. One time, I was backing out of the front door. Have you ever done that? You're pushing the door open with your shoulder, and my arms were full of books. I was on my way to go teach at Logos. But I didn't realize that the big bags of salt for the water softener had been delivered, and they were sitting outside that door because I was going out backwards. And of course, I just fell over flat on my back, everything sprawling, and I remember smacking my head pretty good. And my first impulse was to say, well, thank you, Lord, I'm alive. I could tell I wasn't broken. And right then my phone started ringing. And so I reached over and grabbed it and answered it. It was my daughter-in-law, Heather. And she said, what you doing? (laughs) Ha ha, I'm gathering myself up. That's what I'm doing. So this is a double illustration. You know, our first impulse when things go awry should be to say, thank you, Lord, I'm alive. Thank you, Lord. You're going to help me steward this. Second is to have a sense of humor. You know, look at it from a funny perspective. Me on the front porch with my books was funny. It's true. It smacked me, and I, but nothing was broken. I could get up and go on with my day, and I had a good story on top of everything else. Moving, whether it's across the world, as, oh my goodness, many of you have been doing recently. I'm just talking about moving across town was a nice little bit of everyday stress for me. And when I was feeling the pressure mounting, I just took a time out and gathered myself up. Sometimes you don't have time to do that. The ship is leaving and you have to be on board. So just practice. Just practice. Say this is everyday stress. This is normal. It's hard to be a creature. And God wants us to be good at handling stress. Physical difficulties, spiritual difficulties, all kinds of people difficulties, job difficulties, school difficulties, you name it, weather difficulties. All right. If you don't practice this, you will get out of practice. And then you're going to be a crank to the people who love you and are trying to help you, especially if the air conditioner is also broken and you're pregnant and it's in the 90s. God has put this moment on your calendar. Believe that. It didn't surprise him when this happened. It was on your calendar all along. So trust him. Thank him. Don't be afraid. He's walking with you through this. It may be a dark time. It may last far longer than a move across town. But he's the same. He's not forgotten you. It may be a short episode. It may be a lengthy era. Whichever it is, God is going to provide you with all you need to turn this opportunity into faithfulness, demonstrating that you're following him faithfully. Over the years that we cared for Doug's dad, I was very impressed with how he handled pain, and that's one form of stress. He seldom mentioned it. Sometimes when he was asked directly, he would answer it very frankly, but with good grace, matter-of-factly, 
Sometimes the hospice nurse would ask him, what's your pain level? And he would say, oh, three or four. And she and I both knew from externals on him that it had to be a seven or eight. He was so stalwart, I think he just converted a seven or eight to a three or four. I don't know if he even knew what a seven or eight was. He was just cheerful to his dying day. And he knew how to handle stress in hard times. He was stuck in his chair for the last couple of years. And he could have spent all those days complaining, but he didn't. God bless him. If he had, it would have made my job far more difficult. But thanks be to God, rather than that, he set an example for me that I will never forget. Now, as you're going through your day handling stress in cheerful ways, you are setting a godly example for your kids or your roommates or your boss, whoever it is, the people around you. So shake it off. Endure the small difficulties, and you will become more and more flexible, strong, able to handle the big ones. Just yesterday, I saw my youngest grandson get hurt, and his older brother, who was just a few years older, giving him the pep talk, hands on his younger brother's shoulders, saying, shake it off, blow it out, you're going to be fine. (laughs) And I was so impressed. The way we learn how to do that ourselves is by responding when we're taught as little kids. So who's trying to encourage you to shake it off today? Is it the Holy Spirit? Well, respond. Shake it off. Don't give way to stress. Don't be led around by the stress. Be led by the Spirit and rejoice in the Lord. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope you have a great week practicing these things. 